This episode is brought to you in part by our Patreon members. If you want to support the Geek Therapy Network and learn more about our exclusive perks, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. My name is Josue Cardona with Alima too. Yo. And Lauren Keller. Hey, hey. Laura Taylor is traveling. So let's start with a quick community catch up. Community catch up. This week, we have new episodes of Here Comes a Thought, or H-Cat, like I like to call them, and Starship Therapies. I believe Starship Therapies' episode is on uh, Gremlins 2, and generally how the holidays kind of suck. Whoa. Uh, but don't take, don't, t- don't take my word uh, for that. Mm. Just uh, mm. check it out. Yep. And on the community side, uh, in the forum, there was some good discussion reacting to our GT Radio episode last week about good and evil. All right, so what are we talking about today, Ali? Well, speaking of last week's episode, we had a conversation both on air and off air uh, that was really launching from our discussion of what is good, what is bad, good behavior, bad behavior. And the television show The Good Place came up. And... I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings I need to talk to you all about with this show. So my my, my first question for you all is, uh, uh, the good place is it is it good? Do you do you all like the good place? What are what are your thoughts about it? And and then we're gonna get to some bad stuff that's been recently coming up. But I want to start with the good, and I think there's a lot of it. Uh, Lauren, you're the one that introduced me to the show. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on The Good Place? I really like The Good Place. I think it's funny and smart as hell, and I think it has real heart in, in the way it treats its characters and their their interactions and relationships with each other. And it's also introduced me to a bunch of philosophy that I didn't really mm. know about. So it was, it's very cool. I like it a lot. That's such a cool thing about this show is while it's got like fart jokes in it and there's all these like uh, very family friendly jokes in it as well. Like uh, the characters think. OK, so there, there's no way we can not spoil the show. I mean, okay, I thought so of a way, but there's absolutely we shouldn't I, do that. It's just spoiler. Right, right. I still don't think it's a spoiler. <laughs> we, we can't. <sighs> yeah, we can't have the discussion without. So if you're not fully caught up. On season three of The Good Place, this is going to be a spoiler-heavy discussion. So, you know, maybe that's what you want. But um, if you want to stay spoiler-free, then please don't listen. Go watch and come back. But, and it's a um, huge spoiler. Don't listen oh, to Lord. It's, it's like the <laughs> it's spoiler. Not, it's not, <laughs> it's, you guys. Oh, no, it's the best spoiler. But, okay, so we we the characters think they're in... This is spoiler zone now. The characters think they're in the good place, but they find out at the end of season one that they've been in the bad place the whole time. And so there's small things like um, Eleanor, played by Kristen Bell, uh, can't swear. And so <laughs> she says things like, what the fork, all the time, and it really annoys her. So... There's like a lot of family humor, but then there's all this really high level ethical humor and ethical knowledge and the show works on so many levels. So yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It, it, it does a lot of really cool things at the same time. Josue, your thoughts on The Good Place? I really like it. I think it's hilarious. That twist at the end of season one, I thought was pretty big and and. That moment alone is going to make me stick around with the show for whatever it does after that. You know, I was like, "Whoa, I can't believe it. It was, it was so good. So I just, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm all caught up. I watch it every week. I really like it. I tell other people to watch it. I think it's hilarious because of the philosophy, because of the, I mean, it's, it's for people trying to be good. And, and I like the way that they keep taking that formula and mixing it up constantly. Like even just the idea that it was the good place which is a not agnostic, but like, you know, it's 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 the Christian heaven, right? It's, it's that idea, but it's non-denominational. Let's put it I, that think, way. I think <laughs> in the pilot it says, you know, the Christians got some things right. Um, yeah, like the Muslims got something right. Uh, like it's it's not quite one religion, but it is this whole idea. They never quite say it's heaven. They do say it's it's the good place and you don't want to be in the bad place. Yeah. Well, you said something that I think is so remarkable about the show is that it keeps surprising you. It keeps upping its game. Um, 
after season one, I was like, well, how the heck are they going to be able to keep this up? And then after the first episode of season two, when you know they're in the bad place, I was like, how are they going to keep this up? And then I think the second episode of season two, that could be like a whole season finale in itself. And there's all these resets that happen. And they keep surprising you in so many ways. It kind of feels like you're watching a sitcom, but also Lost. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's world building. It's the it's these funny moments. It's these characters we love. And I think the goodest thing about The Good Place has been the diversity. Like that's something that I think yes. is so good. Um, Lauren, you and I have talked about the diversity a lot. Like, w- what is it about these characters and the, the diversity that that really uh, uh, resonate with you? I just I like seeing so many different people on screen it's not like a bunch of white people and then the one asian friend or whatever it's like (laughs) a really diverse like main cast all of the the four main characters are are different and distinct and beautiful and it's it's just wonderful i mean i have a slight bone to pick uh, in in season two, when they're doing all of the resets, and they do the the one off goof of um, there being a version of the of this place where Tahani and Eleanor are soulmates mm. to each other, and I think that we deserved a whole season of that, but <laughs> that's just me. I recognize that I'm asking for a lot, but <laughs> Eleanor's kind of always got a little uh, a little thing for Tahani. Yeah, like, she's. I mean, they've not straight up said that she's bisexual, but they've made pretty consistent references to it throughout all three seasons, which I I totally love. Yep. Yep. Um, these characters are, uh, they're diverse. They have their own unique backstories, which is something we're going to get into. So there's this moment in season one or two where I think there was like three different South Asian characters on screen at the same time. And I, I, I couldn't really believe it. I had never really seen that before. I'd never seen so much representation of people who share my heritage there on screen. But, you know, one of them was a demon. So I don't know if that if that counts, but played by a South Asian actress. So the diversity on screen has been great. This cast is amazing. Um, so funny. But, uh, folks, I got a bone to pick with this with this show, um, and it's something that only recently has become um, something I've been thinking about. And so this really came from our discussion last week. So um, I had been thinking about the good place. I was texting with um, with my friend Tristan Miller. Josue, you were on his podcast a few uh, weeks ago. His podcast, Positive and Meg- uh, Negative, he talks about mental health. And so we were kind of texting back and forth, and we started talking about the good place. And I said, you know, now that I think about it, um, I think Chidi was sent to the bad place for having generalized anxiety disorder. Like, he can't make decisions. He gets really worried about making the wrong decision. He has a hard time tolerating uncertainty. And that is why he was sent to, quote-unquote, hell. And he um, and uh, Tristan and I started bouncing back other ideas of other characters. And sort of what we came up with is this idea that maybe Eleanor has complex trauma. So when you've had a lot of negligent or inconsistent parenting, that's uh, what we consider complex trauma to be. And we see how hard of a time Eleanor has trusting other people. And then there's Tani, who we very recently learned in season three, her parents really pitted her against her sister. And she has very low confidence in herself. And she has she sort of develops this narcissism about herself, which a lot of people will say is is one way to cope with um, with that low self-confidence, that low self-worth. And then that brings me to Jason, who I've had the hardest time coming up with an explanation, but maybe he just sort of has lower IQ or 
Maybe he had some type of uh, traumatic brain injury. Um, Maybe he had lead poisoning. I don't know. I I sort of don't have a good explanation for Jacek. We haven't seen as much of his backstory, although we just recently met his dad. But I'm I'm really struggling with this question. Uh, And I need your help, Josue. I need your help, Lauren, to figure this out. Is the good place actually bad because it's painting mental illness as a moral failure? So the good place is good and the bad place is bad because it's in the title, um, first of all. <laughs> now, I, the the first time that I started thinking about this was with Chidi, because even if everything that you just said is true, Tahani, Jason, and Eleanor were still bad to people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they treated mm-hmm. them badly. They were extremely selfish. They robbed people. They did bad things. But in Chidi's case, it was like he was... An inconvenience. He annoyed people, and that's why he ended up in the bad place. Mm. And that is, that's like that's why it's it just stood out to me so much. And that's the first time I ever even started going down that path of thinking, wait a minute, like what? Why are these people here? And there's never been more of an explanation for Chidi that that that, that I that I remember right. than he was basically an inconvenience to people, and. That's why he ended up in the bad place. That has got to be this. Oh, it was like such a sad realization, you know. It was. I don't. I, I'm. I'm really have like. I could talk for the whole hour about just that because that. I don't. I don't. That doesn't feel right. That does not feel okay. Do you remember when that? When you got that awareness? Um. It was. Well, I mean, I think they explicitly said that that's the reason why he wasn't. <laughs> Uh, he wasn't in the in the good place, um, and he, I think he says it like he has the realization. He's like, "Oh yeah, like my indecision, I ruined the the lives of the people around me because of my indecision." And I was like, "Man, that's some like really indirect sin right there." If that's <laughs> you know, like how how are these points being counted? That's pretty messed up. Because other than that, he is the best person in the group, right? He, right. He, like He's... there there are no list of bad things that he did, other than he couldn't make up his mind. Well, he's very altruistic in terms of um, l- trying to help everyone else become a better person. Now, you could make the argument that we're seeing similar indecision playing out in his teaching because he teaches like every philosophical theory and every philosopher and he he doesn't have like a central thesis to his class, which is why his own thesis was this gigantic work. At the same time, he wants to help. And a big part of our discussion last week was about um, separating out what people do from who they are. If you do look at his actions, though, he tries to help a lot of people. Um, Tahani did hurt people at, at different points. Same thing with Eleanor. Jason tried to rob a bank and then locked himself in a safe and uh, suffocated. In the process of robbing more people. Right, right, right. (laughs) Robbing more people, yeah. (laughs) Um, But Lauren, I think you you have some contrarian opinions here. I'm I'm excited to hear uh, your perspective. I I really, really appreciated what what you brought up uh, just now and then in our our Slack conversation where, where you were outlining this this idea to discuss and i i like what your what your thinking is and i appreciate that there there is uh, some some questionable stuff but i feel like the show i feel like in chidi's specific instance where he apparently the worst thing that he did was to, was inconvenience other people but i think that's in the uh, the the ranking point system that the good place and bad place use is less about uh, intention and more about outcome. And so it Chidi's intention of wanting to choose the the good thing and then being unable to decide what is the good thing wasn't so important as the fact that he wouldn't decide negatively impacted all of the people around him to the point where he knew it and he was aware of it and he still didn't do anything about it. And I think that that is what the show is sort of talking about. It's like we are all flawed and we all have 
uh, history and experiences that affect us in different ways, sometimes negative ways. But you you know that, and so what what are you going to do with that information? Like in that particular case for for Chidi, right? That you just said he didn't do like he knew that he could do something yeah, different, I mean, but he didn't. He's a but- smart guy who is teaching in a university. He knew he knows multiple languages. I assume working in the philosophy department means he has you know at least some access and connection to I don't know perhaps the psychology department. Maybe he had perhaps heard of the idea of therapy that he could have gone and done, but chose not to. But that assumes, which is, I think, Ali's point, it assumes that they could, that they were able to. And I don't think, in Chidi's case in particular, I don't think that he was able to. Okay, sure. That that could be true. Uh, I I feel like for, for Eleanor, like, if we are going to uh, sort of separate out her actions and put them under the the subtitle of she's dealing with complex trauma and so this is her acting out like against her traumatic past does that mean that her parents are are at fault for all of her decisions because Lauren Lauren I don't feel fair about that you're about to take us into a philosophical uh, yes exactly so here. that's what I wanted to get to this show- I'm leading I'm leading down here to the the main point I want to make is that the show itself points out how stupid the point system is are we Ted Danson's character are we just like goes accepting from- the good place we philosophy are. Totally. And and that's sort of what I feel like the show is about. And so, like, yes, it sort of seems fucked up that it's like, oh, Chidi couldn't decide, like, what to wear. And that led to him dying and going to the bad place or whatever. It's like, like the realization that the whole system itself is is broken and does not provide space for growth and change the way that real people actually are. So there, there's two things that this brings up one is a conversation of what all that means for us as like humans living in the world and what this says about like good and bad and growth and change and all that sort of stuff it also brings up the discussion of what this means for this universe they have painted a very detailed world a world that has its own sort of logic and rules and how things work so I also want to talk about how that's going to be resolved in this universe, but I also kind of want to talk about what this means. And so, like, who ultimately is, quote unquote, responsible for Eleanor and Eleanor being the way that she is? Um, or Jason. I or mean, Jason. If, if, if we're going to make the argument that he's low IQ and, and therefore isn't able to be responsible for his own decision making like does that mean he will always go to the bad place regardless or he will always go to the good place regardless because other people are actually responsible for him and his actions that doesn't that doesn't really make sense either it doesn't make any sense Uh, well i mean i think to some people right like speaking of the different philosophies some people believe a baby this happens or someone with a lower iq probably this like people have different beliefs and and maybe not Mm -hmm. necessarily philosophical schools of thought exactly right but i think that they like like you said lauren the game the the game i'll get to why i called it a game in a second uh but the the show really does throw all of them out at at, out there right like the the last episode was fantastic because it was two people debating one school of philosophy Right. It was uh, mm-hmm. determinism. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were both looking at it. it. It was I mean, it was reminiscent of our last uh, conversation. Right. It's like they're both looking at the same exact thing from the same exact school of thought and seeing it completely differently. Yep. And I think the show does that really, really well. I don't think it had ever done it as explicitly as that particular episode. It's kind of more general. But so to your to your two points, Ali, I think the, the first one, um, the world building. Yeah. Uh, I think they figured it out. Right. There, there is this point system. And even though they think it's ridiculous, they're at a point now where they think that they know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. And, and we have enough information right now where we based on what we've said alone, we probably know what gets you plus points and what gets you negative points. Right. And, and now they're really into playing that game because 
And I'm again, this is something that will probably be flipped on its head pretty soon also because <laughs> they feel like they figured it out and now they are they're just they're just playing that game. And it is in many in many ways like a morality system in a video game. Like once you know what mm. what gives you good points and what gives you bad points, then you can kind of go on that path. And every time you have a, a decision to make, you go, "Okay, well I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pull the right trigger or I'm going to pull the left trigger because this is the type of person that I am in the game." Life isn't like that, but that's the way that they're living life right now. At this point in the show. And is that why you call it a game? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of it as a game that, because uh, that's, that's such a there's good... There's a point system. It's very much a game. Dude, that's yeah. such a great... Uh, that's such a great comparison because any game, once you know how you level up or earn the points or extra lives, you can usually manipulate that system. Um, it reminds me of a lot of a lot of times when I was playing my SNES and I figured out like, oh, where that extra life pops up, and then I would just do the thing over and over to get to get like a hundred extra lives. Um, you haven't played video games in twenty years, have you? No, well, it's, like it's I always mean, funny. I, to that degree, <laughs> probably no. That's why my examples come from the early 90s um, but every every game is like that even if you're talking about uh, sports ball uh, there's ways you can manipulate things in in professional sports as well so but what does that what does that mean for for us and for these beloved characters like what's the end game here is it I don't understand like are they in some type of purgatory it, it, is it like Lost? They're in, they've been in Purgatory the whole time. Spoilers for Lost if you haven't seen it. <laughs> That's one interpretation. <laughs> I know. Um, it, that'll be on next week's episode. Or is it some type of test that they're in? What does this all mean? Well, like, like where? When? Now? Currently I, in the show? Ah, more questions. But, but I mean, like, because as we've gone on since the last episode of the first season, I don't think that there's another layer to everything. You know, I think I think we've we've seen all the characters, we've seen all the the players, we've they've set all the rules. I don't think I don't expect that much to change in that sense. Oh my gosh, we have so not seen all the layers. We've never seen the good place. We don't even know what if, if there is a good place. What if there is no good place? Yeah, there could be no good place. The whole what if show. It's just the bad place. There, <laughs> there could be right, but at that point, it would be like there's an architect messing with Michael and the demons to right. make them believe that. Like they that's made, possible. They that's made possible. that goof in in the episode, right? Uh, Eleanor says something is like, "How do you like? You're the reason why I came to this conclusion. How how can you be certain that another demon higher up didn't tell you what to do to right. tell me what to do?" It just sort of extrapolates from there, but it's like, how can you be sure? And the answer is, you can't. You never can. Even if you're actually already dead and in the good place or the bad place, turns out there's not actually a lot of answers to be had there either. (laughs) See, I, I, I think, I really doubt that we'll see other layers or any other things because i think that that's where like it's it's at that sweet spot now where in the real world the people who are alive don't know the rules right and now they're at a point where like well what if we did know the rules how would we live our lives how would we do things differently and there are lots of people in the world who think that they know what the rules are whether they follow them or not but they think that they know exactly how to play the game and lots of different people are playing the game with different rules I mean, maybe that's something like they meet another group of people who are also who have also been like brought back and reset and and they're playing by completely different rules because their point system is called something different. I don't know. I could see something like that. I think that the gang will decide that it is just too hard trying to make people be good without telling them about the good place and the bad place and uh, the point system. And so they're just going to tell everybody and then the bad place and the good place will have to restructure their entire system because you can't have everybody go to the bad place, right? So you got to redo the system. That's possible. Based on the last episode, that is possible. <laughs> well, it's got uh, I think that's that's a big possibility because it's the show has to be saying something about our reality and Lauren I really like what you, where you go in earlier when you're saying like it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter and it's, it's like very silly the whole system of counting you, someone's worth in this way is ridiculous. I feel like the show wants to land someplace where it wants to tell us something. There is there is a thesis to this show. Unlike Chidi, there is a central point. There is something it's arguing. I disagree. 
I mean, I think I think there's definitely some some intentional uh, allegories being drawn between the idea of of the point system and the the good place, the bad place, and our own uh, specifically American justice system, mm-hmm. and the way that mm-hmm. we treat people who are quote unquote bad and put them into the punishment place, right. just like the bad place, and how uh, through the process of of Eleanor discovering all of this and revealing all of the plots and everything sort of pointing out the idea of like people in in the prison system are often like super aware of (laughs) of the points being put against them and how they don't they don't have the resources or opportunity to to do anything about it it's just you're bad and so you're in the bad place. I think that another possibility is that they'll they'll do like you said, they'll go and they'll try to tell everybody, but then they'll just become a church. They'll become a new religion, just like all the other religions that think that mm-hmm. say that they have the rules, you know? Mm-hmm. And they know exactly what it is, and then they'll find themselves just being another another religion on the planet. But they'll probably knowing this show, it'll be one episode, right? Like that that could be right. three seasons, but that would be one episode. <laughs> that, that's what's so amazing. I, I feel like, in a very similar way, watching The Good Place as I do Game of Thrones, because I feel like the stakes are so high. Like any anything could happen in in an episode. Um, also, um, who's Doug? Like, are we gonna meet Doug? The, the guy who has a painting in uh, the demon's office, the guy who predicted most of the afterlife, I, I, I think Doug's going to be really important. And I think there's so many levels, Josue, that have to be revealed here about this universe. I don't, I, I think that Doug is a great joke. It's like, he's like, they're laughing at him because he's like the one that came the closest it's like, oh, one person actually came pretty close. And he was like, what was it, like 75%? Something like that. Close, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it matters in the end. Hmm. Oh. I don't know. I think something's going on. Um, Michael Schur, the the creator of the show, has also mentioned that um, The Good Place takes place in the same universe as another show he created, Parks and Rec. So <laughs> that makes me wonder if we're going to see some crossover happening like we're also in an alternate timeline now right not the original timeline so is parks and rec the show that we saw where they all die or in the one where they all come back right (laughs) or both also aziz's character i forgot his name he's going to a bad place i'm sure (laughs) his friend is definitely going to a bad place who is his friend um Whoever that guy, not Ralph Macchio, but sounds yeah. something like no, that. No, yeah. that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ralph, Ralphio, yeah, Ralphio, Rufio, Rufio. All right, so I'm curious because you say that there's going to be a message yep. in the show, and and I don't, I don't think there will be. I'm, I think Lauren said it really well before. Like n- none of it matters. I think that's kind of the message that has. Like it's willing to give everything a moment, right? To to then basically kind of make fun of it um and and that includes tons of different i don't know if you if you if you agree with uh, my interpretation of what you said lauren but i don't i don't think it's going to settle on anything but i'm curious if you i'm curious why you think that it's going to settle on something and i'm wondering if that how much our own belief systems influence the way we interpret the show i think they definitely are um Mm -hmm. and that's another throwback to last week's episode um, so I, I think what the show does really well is, uh, and last week's episode was a really good example of this. Um, there's the trolley episode from, I love that episode. Yeah. Leap into faith. Was that season one season? I think that's season that's two, two, but I'm season not two. sure about. Yeah. yeah. That's a wonderful, wonderful example of the show actually teaching people something. But it does often take a theme and explore it in an episode. So it would be very nihilistic of this show to end with no theme. 
but that is a branch of philosophy. So I could I could definitely see them doing that, um, teasing that element. But the reason why I think this show is going to land on something is because it it is through these characters telling us some very specific things. I, I think it is telling us that this way of judging people that's bad. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's kind of stupid. I think it's also telling us the whole season one was about appearances can be deceiving. So you might think someone is good and that completely biases your interpretation. And then someone says they're bad. And now your interpretation completely changes of that person. So I think it's it's telling us that as well. Uh, and it's also telling us, getting back to the, the original idea of like, it's morally bad to not make decisions with Chidi's character and that awareness that you had, Josue, of, of how some of the um, how some of the relationship here with mental illness is actually kind of problematic. The show would be breaking its own morals if it ended without some kind of thesis if it ended without making a decision about what it wanted to say. Um, so I think the show is going to come to some type of already existing planned end that is going to say something about what it means to be good and bad. I don't know where they're going to go, but I do think that there will be uh, an overarching theme that they are addressing and I think that because of the existence of the medium place. Oh, we haven't even talked about the medium place. Yeah. It's a place when you're stuck in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that's that's my feeling is that they've they have already given themselves a, themselves a space where there there's the good place and the bad place. That's it. Except that there's a medium place. And so it's like there is a theme or there isn't a theme and nothing matters, except we're going to the medium place. So I think we're going to get a medium theme and it's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) I could totally see us getting a medium theme to the show. It's like, here's the moral of the show, kind of, on Tuesdays. Fade to Black series finale. Thank you for watching. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can we talk about Tahani a little bit? Yeah. Let's let's talk about Tahani because Hasue, you said something last week. Repugnant. Repulsive. That's what one you said. One of those said. two words I said. Yeah, but it was one I, of those I, words. Both of them, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like Tahani. <laughs> tell me tell me more about your um dislike of Tahani. So so also along everything that we're we're talking, we're trying to, to look at this in a very serious uh manner. But I just think that the good place is hilarious. I'm looking uh, so, at it from a medium sense of seriousness. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I think that Tahani as a character is hilarious. Every time she says something, like her one-liners are just fantastic, right? She knows everybody, she's connected to everything, and I think that those right. are uh, are hilarious. As a person though, oh, I can't I couldn't I couldn't stand her. She's she only cares about like she's <laughs> again, she's like a a caricature of a um rich uh socialite and that's it. Like I, I, as as a person, I don't think I don't think we'd be friends. Well, I would. You would be lucky to be friends with Tahani, as would any of us, apparently, given who she is on the show. But let me. I'm going to push back on you a little bit because I think Lauren and I both really love Tahani a lot. Um, so I must defend her. There was some... I mean, she's a total asshole. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are you going to do? What exactly are you going to say? <laughs> I Okay. I like I like Tahani. Like, I made the comment earlier about uh, intention not being as big as the, the outcome of actions. But I, Tahani's place in this group is, is the opposite side of that. She does good acts. She does lots of good mm-hmm. acts. Mm-hmm. But she does it for herself. She does it to get more fame she does it to get recognition she feels that she deserves she does it to try and show up her sister and so all of that is the actions are good but the the intent is bad and that's why she ended up in the bad place because she was more concerned about herself than like actually the point of doing good things um and i i think that that's that that gives her a really special position in the group because she's basically as far as 
if if your idea of doing good is helping as many people as possible, Tahani is in the position to be the goodest person, right? Because she has access to a bunch of wealth and a bunch of other people in power, and she's already, like, in that group, so she has sway over them. Like, if she wanted to make large systemic changes in the world to make everybody, you know, more likely to get into the good place, she could do that, but like that's not the way that power gets used that's not the way that money gets used because intent matters i i really i really i i like her growth over the show realizing like the end of the first season realizing that that's why she's in the bad places because she's done everything from a self-centered perspective and instead of doing things for you know quote unquote the right reason she was doing them for selfish reasons and and her realizing that and realizing that the (laughs) no matter how much good that she did in her life like it didn't matter because she was selfish and so she was going to the bad place and how like how much that can rock your your sense of identity and and your memory of things that you've done in the past because i'm sure from her perspective she did all of those things for the right reasons at the at yeah, the time yeah. it's not until she was already dead where she had the the self reflection time to be like oh no 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 my intentions were extremely selfish oh but I'm, yeah i'm having like a million thoughts right now lauren based on what you said i think you have beautifully pointed out why Chidi and Tahani are two very beloved characters here in the show. They both have these um, insights into their their lives while they were on Earth, while they were alive, once they're dead, and they begin to see their actions in a new light. Um, and they're both sort of the inverse of each other. You mentioned that Tahani had uh, did good acts without good intention. And Chidi had good intention, but didn't necessarily do good acts. And that's a very cool inverse of, of, of each other. And it's, it's cool to see them discover that through the first season of the show. Why I, I'm not, I don't find uh, Tahani's character repulsive is because of uh, this episode that we very recently had where we see her backstory with her sister and we see how horrible their parents were to each other and how their parents would pit them against each other in a way that made them both feel uh, quite insecure and um, both of them sort of deal with that insecurity in different ways. But one of the ways in which Tahani um, tries to deal with it is by demonstrating all these characteristics that Hasue, you're saying, are so repulsive. So to me, I see so much tragedy in Tahani's character. Um, I see someone who really feels so badly about themselves and what they've done with their life and is saying these things um out of desperation to feel better. That to me is so tragic. And that to me is, again, this is another throwback to last week's episode, but my job is to be an empathy machine. And when I see her character, I just, I feel for her. This is the Trump argument from last week again. It's it's a Trump argument from last week. Totally. I said, I said, I wouldn't be friends with her. That goes for a lot of people. You know, I'm like, well, you know, like, yeah, no, that's, that's the way you act. That's the way that those are the things you do. Those are the things you enjoy. Nope. But seeing the person as a person and seeing like the whole reason we're having this conversation is because we all, I mean, at least you and me, right. We see these characters as being flawed and we, and we, we we're trying to understand, or we try to understand why they are the way they are. And, but regardless of that, like you said, you said you were going to push back on me. I said, I don't yeah. like her. You didn't say that you like her. You said, I do like her. Okay, well, fine. But I I'm like saying, all these characters. I like them all too. I like them all too. But you're not saying like, yeah, we'd be best friends. It's like, no, actually, I, like, I feel bad for her right? or I feel for her, right? I feel I can empathize with her situation. I That's mean, not the same thing as like, we'd be awesome friends, actually. So I'd be friends with Janet. Janet is not <laughs> on trial here. <laughs> Everybody loves Janet. <laughs> I am Janet. Well, well, um, what was Janet's boyfriend's name? The boyfriend she made? Um, Derek. 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 Oh, man. Derek. 
Oh, this show, it's so good. Um, all right, well, I think we need to talk about Jason. We haven't really addressed Jason too much here. Um, you have such strong feelings here with these characters, Hesue. What are What are your feelings about Jason? I also would not be friends with Jason. <laughs> oh, so is not friends with anyone in the in the bed. I don't think I don't think I would be. Yeah, I don't think I would. I could if <laughs> if if they were real. Like I care about these characters on the show. Mm-hmm. I enjoy. Like again, I love this show. I was rewatching it with my sister recently. I I like it a lot. But I don't think I'd be friends with any of these people. The 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 reformed um, Michael I do like a lot, mm-hmm. and and Janet is like. Janet is great, but Janet is also super Siri, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, she would be great to have around. Um, <laughs> but Jason, I don't know. I kind of feel like the way this whole thing started. Uh, I do feel like if there were, if there was some sort of mental issue or anything like that, I would. I'm, I'm with you. Like, the only thing I can see is that he may. I mean, there's the thing about his dad too, like how he was brought up. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just. He is his father, pretty much. And his grandfather, like his grandfather did for his father what his father did for him. So like that's generational. That family, that's just the the way they are. He's, I don't know, he's kind of, he's kind of tragic to me in the sense that, yeah, Yeah. he's, he's definitely not the brightest of the, of the bunch and wants, like his, his view of the world is, is always interesting because he just, he just wants to have fun. Like he likes to dance and yeah. he likes to play video games and he thinks that things are really cool. Like he's, he's probably like the biggest geek out of, out of all of them. He likes the Jaguars. Like yeah. 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 I feel for, I feel for him as well. And it, it is an interesting discussion we're having here because last week we talked so much about villains and here we're talking about um characters we love and yet um might not necessarily want to want to hang out with for for interesting reasons i think jason is also a very tragic character here and i'm seeing some kind of intergenerational transmission of stuff whether that is exposure to lead poisoning whether that is um uh just not getting the same um economic or educational opportunities. There's some type of systemic stuff that is being handed down to each of these generations of, of people and his family. And that to me is what's so tragic about, about that character. I think, I think that overall they're four very normal people. Like I know people that like, if I had to categorize all the people I know into one of those four, I, I could probably do it. I think their, their stories are not that um, like uh, out there. But I think like the biggest tragedy is that just for being who they are, like for being the way they are, they're they're they were destined to be tortured for eternity. That's the biggest tragedy of it for me. And that doesn't seem that fair. Nope. There was uh there was a, a BuzzFeed article that was uh which which two the good place characters are you? And basically their their main argument was that everybody is like a combination of two of the characters. Hmm. <laughs> Just very funny. I was I ran across one that was like actually everybody is a combination of all four to different amounts, and I I wish that I could find it again. But it made a, a really solid argument about being focused inward versus being focused outward, and doing good acts for yourself and g- doing good acts for other people. Gosh, I wish I could find that again. But it was it was really interesting. Sort of the i the ideas like. All of these four characters were bad and went to the bad place, but they all also <laughs> had good stuff about them and, and painted a very like, well, people are are not good or bad. They're both. They're always going to be both. I, I think you both are asking for trouble here. Josue, you talking about how you know four people just like this. Lauren talking about like which good place character are you. I feel like you're really asking the geek therapy community to let us know which of us is which character on the good place there are four oh, of God. us and there are four characters <laughs> oh, no. you're, you're kind of asking for oh, trouble no. here but i think that's what just happened <laughs> oh geez oh boy okay oh boy oh man like i immediately have and i have answers immediately for for uh, for please. both of you and i don't want to do that because then <laughs> I'm, I'm very afraid that you'd be offended like if like if you told me like you're such a tahani i'd be like what, like, what? i'd have to edit out 
<laughs> my reaction. I, see, the thing is, I love these characters all so much. And there's two I, I feel very a personal connection with. Um, so if someone said I am one of these two, I would just be so happy because I, I love them. Well, it's going to happen now help. because you put it out there. So. <laughs> no, everybody's Enjoy. Janet. Everyone's Janet. <laughs> I'm taking the very medium place road. Oh Everybody gosh. is Janet. Wait, I just got to panic. I was like, what if someone says I'm I'm Derek? I'm the Derek of the show. Hi, I'm Derek. <laughs> that would That would make me sad. You're not not the Derek of the show. <laughs> I'm Derek. Whoa, look at this bike. Hi. Hi, Mike. Hi. Hi, Mike. Hi. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the Good Place. The Good Place. NBC Must See TV Thursday night. It's, uh, it you can stream it on Hulu. Netflix. Or is it Netflix now? Yeah. Stream it wherever you like to stream. New episodes on Hulu. Old episodes on Netflix. There you go. There you go. And with that, I think let's let's take a break and hear a word from our sponsor. If you haven't heard, Geek Therapy is on Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform where you can support some of your favorite creators. Members support this podcast and the entire Geek Therapy network, plus they gain access to exclusive and behind-the-scenes content, including our monthly GT book club. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a member at patreon.com slash geektherapy. Again, to support Geek Therapy directly and become a member with access to exclusive perks, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy. So we're back, and I think Media Matters time is upon us. Media Matters. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Does anyone have um, any media that's mattering this week? So uh, you you asked us in the Slack for something that was maybe related to this, <laughs> right. to this topic. That's right. I and, did. And and yeah. So <laughs> and so uh, the the example that immediately came to mind um, that I remembered because like there's there's a lot. Shout out to All Dogs Go to Heaven. I couldn't remember oh, all no. the morality. Oh, we're I, going I way back. Yeah, but I'm, that's not my example because I couldn't actually remember why the dogs went to heaven or or didn't or like or did they really all go? Like I don't I don't know. Um, I guess that the title maybe says it, but I don't remember much of the too much of the movie. The example I wanted to bring up was um, What Dreams May Come, a oh, movie yeah. starring Robin Williams, and specifically about the mental health discussion that we had at the beginning. So the movie is about Robin Williams. Looking, uh, he dies, and he goes to search for his family who had died in, an, uh, who had already died before him, and he finds his. He goes to heaven. He finds his kids in heaven, but then his wife isn't there because his wife had died by suicide. So the the movie establishes that if you die by suicide, you automatically go to either hell or purgatory. I don't remember which of the two it was, but it was very explicit about that rule, and. So I think that's really in line with the conversation that we're having about morality and and supposed afterlife consequences yeah. to something that is a mental health condition. That's a great as example, Josue, because uh, suicide is so often associated with morals and with moral failure or religious failure when um, suicidal thoughts are... Um, so strongly related to depression and sometimes uh, uh, big unexpected stressors that happen. Um, and so that's that's something that um, really limits us in terms of talking about suicide and um, being able to treat suicide is all of these media images and ideas and associations with it being some type of moral failure. Yeah. And some religions, right? If if someone died by suicide, they believe that they went to the, you know, quote unquote bad place. Right. Yeah. That adds to the the loss. Yeah. Great example. Thank you for that one. Lauren, do you have any media matters related to mental illness and morality? Yes. The show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I have talked about before. It's great. Um, it has a song that I feel is uh, very related to a lot of this the stuff that the good place touches on, um, particularly the the determinism episode. But the the song is called "Nothing Is Ever Anyone's Fault," <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically a song about like, oh, like all of my trauma is caused by my parents, and all of their trauma is caused by their parents, and so nobody's ever at fault. It's always so like it's not your fault. It's like your parents it's systemic issues it's uh 
God? I don't know. Not me. <laughs> I'm not at fault. It's just, it's a, it's a funny song and it's funny in the context of the show, but um, it's, uh, I feel like on, on brand for our good place talk. Mm. I'm going to have to watch that after we record. I think you'll laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> so my example, when, when we were discussing this on our Slack, I um, immediately thought of substance use. Because related to what you're discussing, Husway and suicide, uh, substance use is another um, mental illness that is often associated with moral failures. I think that in um, suicide, substance use, and homelessness are are some of the big ones, at least in the United States. They're all seen as being like failures of, of morals or morality. And when it comes to substance use, the first movie I saw that made me think about it differently was Traffic, uh, which I think came out in the year 2000, which whenever you're referring to 2000, you need to refer to it as the year 2000 for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, But it was a movie with three different stories uh, related to drug use that intersected with each other. And I remember watching it and and realizing this is an issue I was raised to believe is black and white and it's actually very complicated and uh, it's a gray issue Um, and there's many ways to understand this problem so um, I haven't seen it since it came out so I I don't know if it has a lot of problems and and like my 2018 version of of myself might look at the movie differently but I I am bringing it here because it was the first one that challenged these ideas of good and, and bad for me related to substance Use. It's also a show, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and then it would became a show. I never have either of you seen the show. I've never seen no. it. No. Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, that movie was like, uh, it was intense. I don't know if I want to watch a show like that. Well, we would love to hear all of your thoughts about uh, media matters when it comes to mental illness and morality. So let us know on the Discord community and in the forums. We'd love to discuss with you. You know what else I would love to discuss with you? A little geek therapy. Oh, yeah. What's geek therapy? Geek therapy is a segment where we talk about something that's been our geek therapy this week. It's helped us to connect, to cope, to um, get that little oomph that helps us through this week. Josue, do you have any geek therapy for us this week? Pokemon! That is mine. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so I mean, Pokemon Go is, still, is like better than ever. And this week we got the trailer for Detective Pikachu, which looks amazing. It's nothing like what I expected. I love it. I cannot wait to see it. I've seen the trailer about 20 times this week. I love it. I love it. I love it. And as we speak, like as we're recording right now, I believe I can, I can start playing Pokemon Let's Go which is a remake of the original Pokemon games, red, blue, specifically yellow. So it's it's like taking it back to its roots, but it's a remake, the first console 3D, beautiful looking Pokemon game. And I cannot, like it's, I think Pokemon came out 22 years ago, I believe. Wow. 96. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 22 years ago, I've been, you know, playing Pokemon, consuming Pokemon content for 22 years. And I think I've never been as hyped as I am right now. And just, this is, oh man, I'm, I'm whew, so excited. I love Pokemon. This is, this is a good, good week to be a Pokemon fan. <laughs> we were just talking about that trailer again before the show started. Um, so good. It's, it's pretty good. It's a, it's Pikachu looks really cute. I really think Pikachu looks cute. lauren do you have any geek therapy for us i do i have been playing a lot of hitman 2 lately um it's it's a really fun game but um basically the the geek therapy part is i am uh, channeling my rage against real life people who have power political power and monetary power that i do not enjoy and uh (laughs) murdering them in a video game (laughs) so it's not great but um you know it helps it helps take the edge off a little bit Uh, (laughs) um also i started watching 
the new She-Ra show on Netflix. Wait, it's and out? It is, it's out. Whoa. It's out and it's great. The animation is very cute. Uh, I love the character. Like, the asterisk here is I, I never watched He-Man or She-Ra growing up. So I'm coming in, like, just from the perspective of, like, general cultural knowledge that is like, oozed into me over the years. But I like I I love the characters. I love the the friendship that they're building. I like the villains that they've introduced. I I'm just I'm all about it. I'm excited to watch some more. I think the show is more Noel Stevenson than original Shira. Yes. Yeah. So so I think I think that's probably most of the things that we like I, about it is is because of her. Yeah. I mean I I know that there are some characters that have the same names. But it's like it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm like, there's Shira, and then that's the one whose name I know. <laughs> it's that's not even actually her name, but okay. Yeah. Anyways, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's very cute. I highly recommend. Uh, if you enjoyed Hilda, uh, it's another good cartoon to watch on Netflix. Nice, good choice. Um, I this week saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child with my wife. And there's many things I could pull from that that are uh, geek therapy. This is the... uh, Did you see both parts? So as of this recording, I've seen part one. By the time this recording is released, I'll have seen part two. This is a six-hour long play. Um, It is very long. And the... the, um, you can read the play. Uh, the book they released before the um, the play was originally premiered in London in the West End, and it just recently came to Broadway. Um, I'm not going to say anything about the show. And that's, I think, my geek therapy. There is a culture of hashtag keep the secrets um, that exists around this show. And that is what I, is my geek therapy for this week. As you leave the show part one you are given a pin um and the pin says hashtag keep the secrets and the the spirit of the show is there are things that happen in this show that would be such big spoilers that they want to preserve the magic of the show for anyone who's going to see it and i love that i love that this exists and it's a part of the show. I also love that the show has been out for so long and I have so many patients who have seen it and none of them have spoiled it, have ruined it. Um, Everyone wants to preserve the secrets for everyone else. And so that's a thing that I love so much about Harry Potter is the Harry Potter community and um, how much people just kind of love it and, and, and all of that. So that's my geek therapy is hashtag keep the secrets. But I can still go to Wikipedia and read the synopsis, right? You can totally do that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can totally, if you want to. Um, All that information exists. And uh, if you're down for it, go for it. But um, I've never experienced that before where you you leave a show and people are like, hey, man, let's, let's keep the secrets for everyone else. Like, just be a little careful when you're walking and talking about what you just saw because, you know, you had a magical experience and let's try to help other people have that magical experience too. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So this has been episode 100 of Geek Therapy. And uh, let's see, Lauren, is there anything you'd like to plug this week? You can find this show and all of the other shows on the Geek Therapy Network at geektherapy.com. You can discuss this episode and any other episode, uh, any other podcast episode, or honestly anything. You can, you can talk about anything <laughs> over on the forum. That's forum.geektherapy.com. You can find us all on Twitter. That's at Geek Therapy for the show. Um, Josue is at Josue A. Cardona. Ali is at Ali Matu. I am at Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is at Geek Therapist, and she will hopefully be back next week. We miss you. What else? Discord. You can uh, hit us up on Discord. It's it's really popping off in there. Lots of channels. So many things to talk about. That is geektherapy.com forward slash Discord. That it's a great it's a great place to go. Uh, 
Jose, I was going to ask if uh, if you have anything you'd like to share this week, but um, I guess the whole Geek Therapy Network would be your thing to share, um, unless it's Afterlife. Is 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 it still going on? Afterlife is where it is is. <laughs> that's the good place. That's the good place. <laughs> different than Extra Life. Oh, whoops. <laughs> no, it's great. But if I were to plug something, I would plug the Question queue, which we haven't mentioned question in Q. what feels like months. Question queue. <laughs> question queue. What's the address for the question queue? That is geektherapy.com slash QQ. Two Qs will get you to the question queue where you can submit a question into the queue. Great job, guys. Great job. Great job. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This uh, has... Don't forget to be good. No way. No, it's geek out. <laughs> I'm turning it to Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't forget oh to be God, good, I'm guys, because g- that's how you I'm get giving- into the good place. I'm I'm giving sign-offs for podcasts I've never been on. This is fun. <laughs> uh, geek out and do good, y'all. This has been another production of the GT Radio Show on, on the Geek Therapy Network. <laughs> You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. 